Welcome back to another episode. Today, I want to take a closer look at AMD and their most profitable segment. No, it is not the data center segment. Um, and I want to take a closer look at how this company expects a slowdown for the upcoming quarters. Not only AMD, I also want to take a closer look at commentary from other companies in the same similar market. Finally, I want to take a closer look at a few companies that I believe might kind of give us a few buying opportunities in the future. Let's take a closer look into data episode. So like I mentioned today, I want to take a closer look at AMD's most profitable segment. And I do believe when we think of AMD, the most important, I, I think the first thing that comes into mind are either server CPUs or CPUs for the consumer market. And while those are a big portion of AMD's revenue, the biggest profitable or the most profitable segment for them is actually the embedded market. I mean, we can take a closer look in quarter two of 2023. Net revenue was roughly $1.46 billion in the embedded market, their second largest market and operating income was $757 million. That means operating income is over 50%. And it's not a one-off, right? We can see here from their most recent quarter two 2023 earnings that operating margins were roughly 50 2% for quarter two of 2023. And just a year ago, operating margins were roughly 51%. And for those that are not familiar with AMD's kind of embedded market, this is where the company has a lot of solutions thanks to the Silenix Silenx uh, acquisition. Um, it thinks like FPGAs, like their adaptive system on chips, other form of ASIC solutions as well. Uh, so Again, big portion here is in the FPGA market, and those are solutions that can go in various industries, the automobile industry, the aerospace and defense, the healthcare, the finance, right? So those are some big players, and we can see this is definitely a very, very high margin area for them. Now, the company did mention something during their upcoming, they, they mentioned a few things during the earnings call. They kind of reaffirmed it in an event by Deutsche Bank at a tech conference on August 31st, where the CFO of AMD was there. And this is, I think, really good for all form of semiconductor investors to understand, right? We keep hearing that there's this down cycle in the semiconductor market, but the down cycle is only affecting certain industries, right? We And, and the great thing is, or and the important thing to understand, right, is the semiconductor market has numerous, numerous markets. It has the automobile, it has the consumer, it has the high performance computing, it has the kind of industrial, the robotics, um, electrification, mature semiconductor, analog, digital, right? And the list goes on and on. And the CFO mentioned that, hey, look, the semiconductor um, the semiconductor market is in different cycles right now. They mentioned, for example, for AMD, PC servers are actually already coming out of the cycle. And that's what we've been hearing, right? We've heard that the PC market is kind of bottoming out and we do expect some growth in the upcoming quarters. But they do mention that the embedded market is literally is starting the cycle in the sense in the lead time has been normalized. It used to be 53 weeks or longer, but right now it's normalized. So what you are seeing is definitely customers are more ordering to their demand versus in the past where they were kind of ordering ahead of time so they do see the quarter three which is going to be their next quarter sequentially they guide it down 
but quarter four is going to be flattish versus quarter three. So we saw, right, quarter two was uh, kind of the peak for them to some extent, uh, or, or and quarter three is going to be sequentially down, and then they're going to be pretty much flattish in quarter four. They do mention that typically inventory adjustments takes a couple of quarters, but the second half of next year, they do think they will see embedded business taking up. Uh, so it, it is going to be very important to see how this quarter three revenue is going to do for AMD and the embedded side. How much lower is it going to be versus quarter two sequentially, right? Uh, and then we can kind of estimate where quarter four is going to go from there. But I do want to kind of share maybe some other thoughts and commentary from other companies. So we do have NVIDIA, right? And NVIDIA is obviously right now a big player in the AI space. It's probably the only space this one is really... Uh, people are focused on, um, but they do have a very, very small portion in the automobile industry. And I do believe their automotive solutions also in kind of integrate some of the robotic solutions. And that's kind of very similar to an embedded business and maybe some of the similar markets. And we did see for NVIDIA, quarter two was a bit of a slowdown. Uh, and they do mention that the automotive revenue was up 15% from a year ago, but was down 15% sequentially. They do mention that the sequential decrease is primarily reflects lower overall auto demand particular in china so we have heard that china is a lot weaker than originally um, kind of intended or were many forecasted right we did know that china was weak but many were expecting for china to kind of pick back up in formal spending and that doesn't seem to be the case we can see nvidia is getting hit with it in their automotive segment uh obviously i want to say one probably one of the players that amd is kind of going to forecast some loss in the embedded market is also going to be in china but kind of continuing here in the automotive segment um for those that are following the semiconductor market Marvell Technology is a company that kind of deals with networking solutions and data infrastructure uh, in the semiconductor market. And in their most recent earnings call, they did mention that looking to the third quarter of fiscal 2024, they project revenue from their auto and industrial end market to be flattish. Uh, so again, another market that we are seeing kind of the auto and in the industrial place being a little bit flattish, I do expect maybe it is expected from that same kind of Chinese growth that we're seeing right now. So now that we kind of understand a little bit of what's happening with the embedded market, I do believe there are a few companies that can also be impacted this uh, uh, can be impacted by this outside of AMD, right? And before uh, I take a closer look, I want to kind of bring these correlations. Um, so microcontrollers are designed to be low cost and low power, making them ideal for use in embedded system. So usually when we think about embedded system, you're also using some form of microcontrollers. And if you're using some form of microcontrollers, you're also probably using a nice amount of analog uh, analog chips, especially right now in the automobile industry, right? So uh, right off the bat, we can see what are some of the companies I'm going to talk about in a few. But before we go any further, guys, I do want to say thank you for the support. We, really, we recently just hit 3,000 subs in the Semiconductor Investing and More channel. So if you haven't, 
make sure to hit the subscribe button and the thumbs up. I do have a weekly membership video. Uh, I do have a master's degree in electrical engineering work. That's some pretty cool places. Now I'm just doing YouTube and kind of researching the semiconductor industry on my own time. And I do these weekly videos. So make sure to join that if you want to learn more. Special offer at fool.com slash Jose. Free newsletter at josenaharo.substack.com. And free semiconductor news at semiconductorwatch.com. Finally, I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video. And check out fool.com slash Jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now. With that link, you get a promotional offer for the subscription service. Now, let's continue with today's episode. All right, so now I want to take a closer look at a few companies that I believe could be impacted by this. And first one is going to be microchip technology. And microchip technology is a company that I own. I do want to say with the companies I'm going to discuss, I believe there is some form of possibility that we might see a correction in stock price either this quarter, next quarter, or the upcoming quarters that can give us maybe a little bit more of buying opportunities in the future, right? These buying opportunities, in my opinion, aren't guaranteed. There's never guarantees in the market. But based on what I'm seeing here in the kind of embedded space, I do believe there's a higher probability, right? That's the thing. There's a higher probability of us getting better buying opportunities. Uh, So that's all for me. When I take a closer look at investing, I'm looking at that probability landscape. And I do believe right now, um, even though I'm bullish in microchip uh, in the long term, um, right, I do have it in my portfolio. I do believe in the upcoming months, I'm going to have the opportunity um, with higher probability to get at a better, better price point. Uh, so we can see, for example, record net sales um, for uh, microchip was roughly 2.5, uh, 2.2 or $2.3 billion, up 2.5 sequentially and up 16.6% on the year to year basis. But now if we take a closer look at microchip in forms of revenue in the trailing 12 months, that's this kind of purple line versus what analysts are expecting for this current fiscal year this current fiscal year still has three quarters right now we just finished quarter one of of microchip right this is that earnings that i was just explaining um so there's still three quarters happening Analysts believe that, hey, this is the peak for them and that for this full year, it's actually going to be lower than these trailing 12 months. So we are seeing a bit of a slowdown here in microchip technology. Kind of to kind of follow through with the commentary that we saw with AMD and maybe some other players, on September 6th of 2023, microchip technology was at a Goldman Sachs um, tele- technology conference as well. And here we saw the CFO. So the CFO mentions the following. Hey. I would say that the largest area of weakness that we've seen absolutely has been China. So we were expect so we were expecting coming out of the COVID lockdowns, coming out of Chinese New Year, that the June quarter would be strong quarter for microchip. Typically, June is very strong in China, coming off a weaker March. But that did not develop this quarter. So again, we are seeing that hey, many were expecting China to grow because of COVID lockdowns were over, because Chinese New Year's was over. So we were expecting to see maybe a growth in some of the spending, but that did not happen. They are seeing that that was probably the biggest negative surprise that we saw. But right now, they are also seeing some sign of weakness in the industrial and the automotive in Europe. 
The German ecosystem is one of the places that they talked about has posted two consecutive quarters of negative GDP. So technically, you could say that they are in a recession. Uh, so when we think about Europe, right, we obviously think of uh, automobile industry, but also the industrial market. And those are industries that, hey, embedded solutions are getting hit. Microcontrollers are being hit. And when we think of automotive and industrial analog chips are also ones that can be impacted. So I do believe microchip is kind of giving us some forewarnings and some other companies that can be impacted about this. Microchip is one company, I want to say, right? And there might be other companies that might be saying something else. Uh, so obviously take it with a grain of salt. Um, but we do kind of continue here with the CFO. They mentioned that they highlighted that in their last inventory call, call, they would say that China was quite weak for them. And they have customers that are self-identifying inventory positions with them and are working through them to allow a push out of those orders. And that will absolutely impact their December quarter. So two quarters from now, very similar to what we saw from AMD, right? AMD mentioned a little bit of kind of that inventory positioning kind of normalizing, and that's going to create some form of headwind for the embedded market. Next, they mentioned that they talk about the December quarter having amplified seasonality for them. And typically, December quarter is down 3 to 4%. They think it would actually be worse than that. Uh, so again, we are seeing maybe a few quarters of kind of this um, microcontroller market seeing some form of weakness. Uh, kind of continuing here, microchip technology was also at another conference on September 7th. This time it was the CEO. So he mentions that there's some areas there that are going on that there is like no recession going on right now. So they mentioned anything tied with AI and AI service is doing really well. Same as edge computing. Anything that has to do with renewable energy is also doing well. Anything doing with EV is also doing really well. Anything to do with aerospace and defense is doing really well. So when you see, so it all depends on where the company has great exposure. But inside of the micro pockets that have strength, there are also micro pockets that have weaknesses. Um, and to kind of give investors a little bit of more insight of how long they could expect maybe this kind of negative bottom cycle to happen in the embedded market and the, maybe the microcontroller market, it very kind of mimics what AMD mentions. So microcontroller CEO, microchips controller, microchip CEO mentioned that historically inventory cycles in the semiconductor industries have been two to three quarters of time and that's what it normally takes. If we take a closer look at AMD, right, AMD mentioned very similar that they expect maybe a few quarters of inventory adjustments, uh, and that would kind of be better in the second half of next year. So obviously a few quarters here. Uh, so very mimic, uh, they're kind of very mirroring each other of when we expect maybe a growth back in the embedded market and maybe the microcontroller market. And obviously because of those industries, I do believe the analog market can also be impacted. Uh, so I want to take a closer look at a few stocks that I believe can be giving us maybe some form of buying opportunities. Uh, I do want to say there are three stocks that I'm keeping an eye out. Out of the three stocks, I only own one, Microchip. But the other two are Texas Instrument and Analog Devices. We can see all three stocks are completely underperforming the Semiconductor ETF SOXX, which kind of follows a Semiconductor Index. Um, and they're underperforming dramatically 
dramatically. I do believe this is going to continue. Um, and for that reason, and even though, though, in the long term, I do believe all three companies can kind of be at least market movers or, or, or market mirrors, I think right now we might be getting better buying opportunities. So, uh, again, this buying opportunity are not ones that are guaranteed, but I do believe the probability of them happening is a little bit higher, especially as we come into the next earnings call when maybe we might hear a little bit more about the weaknesses that they are seeing and some of the weaknesses that have transpired, at least in this quarter that's going on right now. So, microchip in the long term, I'm pretty bullish. I'm, I've done plenty of videos on them. In the short term, maybe bearish. Same with Texas, same with analog devices. Uh, so, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This is not for me to say, hey, look, go right away and sell them. I'm personally not going to sell any of my microchip technologies, but I'm just going to be maybe a little bit more cautious when I'm buying. I'm buying beaches really through heavy, heavy dollar cost averaging because I believe that maybe we might get better buying opportunities in the upcoming months. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Take care. Have a good day and see you next time.